Welcome to Blind Date with Knowledge. This is a weekly half-hour talk show featuring Queen's University researchers and scholars. The show seeks to unravel the dynamic world of research at the university by discussing the significance to and benefits of research on everyday lives. I'm Barry Kaplan, the show's host. Blind Date with Knowledge is broadcast on CFRC Radio, 101.9 FM, Campus and Community, Queen's Radio, and Kingston located in Carruthers Hall. All the episodes of Blind Date with Knowledge are available on the CFRC website or the Queen's University Research website at queensu.ca slash research. Today, my guest is Linda Colgan. Dr. Linda Colgan is a professor in the Faculty of Education, whose lifelong mission is to make science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or STEM, fun. She's published award-winning books about mathematics education, created toolkits for educators and students, and inspired several series for television for children. Dr. Colgan has also directed Science Rendezvous Kingston for over seven years, which drew in over 4,000 people from across Ontario in 2017. Hi, Linda. Good morning, Barry. Thank you for being on the show. Math literacy. Okay, I'm scared. I'm scared. Help me. Um, I've heard you say, I've read something in some of the material that you've published that you have seen that that we have a, in our society sort of a, an, accept, an acceptance of illiteracy when it comes to, to reading, and we've done something about it. But when it comes to math, not so. Right. Well, I'm just going to say, Barry, as soon as you said the words math literacy and then you said I'm scared, that's actually a very common reaction that people have. I'm going to just tell you the license plate on my car is learn math. And I often see people looking at it. And once they figure out what it says, they'll look at me and they'll say, I've never liked math. I can't do math. Why would anyone have a license plate about math? In North America, and this is typically a North American phenomenon, we hear adults speak negatively all the time about mathematics. They say things like, I never did understand calculus. I had to take it three times in order to pass. You never hear people talk that way about other subjects. But there's almost a badge of honor um, in finding math difficult and in not being able to find it accessible. And quite frankly, in taking pride in saying, I hate math, it has no value. I learned how to do all that algebra when I was in high school. And guess what? I've never, ever used it again. And... I think what people don't recognize and realize is that they are using mathematics every day in subtle ways that are such natural part of their experiences on a daily basis that they have failed to recognize it as mathematics. Hmm. What strikes me out of the from my sort of uh, preliminary take on the problem of math literacy is that Either the math has been taught in a way that, that most people just don't get, that they, they can't integrate it, or maybe there's some psychological negativity that gets reinforced if they try and fail and they, you know, maybe there's a, you try to turn that around by saying, oh, I'm proud that I failed, mm-hmm. just to kind of lessen the, the hurt of the failure. 
You know, Barry, I think you've struck upon something that's very, very important. Um, one of the things that we know in terms of what's happening in Ontario with respect to mathematics is that by the time children are in grade three, that means they're eight years old, they're already saying that they don't like math, they can't do math, and they don't see any purpose to it. When you have 50% of children in this province in school saying that at grade three, there's no surprise that the achievement scores are also declining in mathematics. One of the worrying parts for me as a math educator is that whole negativity towards mathematics is causing students to drop the subject as soon as they conceivably can. I don't know whether you know this, but in Ontario, less than 50% of students graduate from grade 12 with math credits and science credits. That means that they are essentially blocked from between 65 to 75% of programs at colleges, at universities, and now in apprenticeship programs. So the negativity towards math is impacting not only achievement, but success in life. And educators are working very hard to try to help students develop what is called a positive math mindset. And this work comes from Dr. Carol Dweck at Stanford University. And Carol basically says that for children who believe that they get really good marks on their quizzes and their parents reinforce them on a regular basis by saying, my, you're so smart, you're so smart, that you got that mark because you're so smart. The first time they encounter failure, suddenly they say, I'm not smart anymore. The student, however, who has experienced failure and has learned that by through hard work and through effort and by trying and by remaining positive and thinking of, of mistakes as opportunities to learn, we find those students are actually achieving much better. And so one of the things we want to do is encourage children not to see mistakes as failure, but as an opportunity to think and go back and try again. That's wonderful. I know in my own experience as a parent, I have tried to provide, you know, encouragement for my two kids and my daughter is now 17. And like in the earlier high school grades, she had phenomenal mm-hmm. high grades. But as she got up into grade 11 and got harder. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, I think what I saw in her was that her confidence kind of took a hit. And I'm trying to encourage her, but what should I be doing uh, to encourage her? I mean, I can't. How can I model, uh, you know, more uh, well, accepting uh, outlook? It's it's interesting, Barry. I do a lot of uh, parent workshops across the province, and I'm I'm always asked the same question: How can I help at home when I actually don't understand the math that my daughter or my son is bringing home to me? And my response is always the same. I say, that's actually a good thing. Because what we don't want 
is for parents to reach their hands over their child's shoulder and say, let me show you my way of doing this question. Here's what I remember. Because oftentimes what that does is set up a difficult relationship between the teacher and and the parent. Children tend to want to please the important adults in their lives. And so if their parents show them one way of doing a problem and their teacher shows them another way, what they do is invent kind of a hybrid of those two methods, which eventually leads to a lot of errors. What I usually say to parents is that one of the most important things that you can do is spend about 15 minutes a day with your child and asking them to actually talk to you about the math they learned in school. One of the things as an educator I learned very early on in my career, I never understood anything as well as I did until I had to teach it, until I had to explain it to someone else. So there's a very powerful thing that you can do, and that is to ask your child to teach the math that they're trying to do to you. By doing that, that's actually reinforcing a lot of neural networks. It is helping them to um, learn to reflect on their thinking and to explain it. If they can't actually explain it to you, there are lots of ways to get help, particularly at the high school level. I don't know whether you know this or not, but TV Ontario actually provides a free tutoring service on Sunday night to Thursday night, where children can phone in, students in high school can actually phone in and talk to a teacher who's live on the phone and get support and help. Wow, I had no idea. Yes, on the TVO website, there are also worked examples, there are short videos, there are lots and lots of ways to support math at home and without having to be a mathematician yourself. Hmm. And mostly it's by showing that you value math, that you understand that mathematics is difficult. It gets more abstract as we move through the grades. That's to be appreciated and understood. But it is not impossible to learn with the right attitude, with some practice, with some effort. And by encouraging your child to ask the teacher if they don't understand, put that hand up, go in before school, stay after school. The teacher's role is to be that mentor, that support, that assistance. And that opens the door to communication between parents and the school, which is critically important in mathematics. Hmm. That's uh, very progressive and it sounds like a a uh, very satisfying solution. Mm-hmm. Blind Date with Knowledge is broadcast on CFRC Radio 101.9 FM, Campus and Community Queens Radio in Kingston, located in Carruthers Hall. All the episodes of Blind Date with Knowledge are available on the CFRC website or the Queen's University Research website at queensu.ca/research. My guest in this episode is Linda Calkin, Professor in Research in the Queen's Department of Education. One of the goals for Blind Date with Knowledge is to demystify scholarly research and to personalize researchers. 
As a way of making that goal real for us, I ask each guest on the show to tell us a joke, recite a poem, an inspirational quotation, or reference a song related to the researcher or the researcher's motivation. So, Linda, it's up, up to you now. All right. I've thought about this long and hard, and one of the uh, questions that I'm asked very regularly when I do parents' um, evenings and talk to them about mathematics and mathematics learning and ways that they can support mathematics at home is they say, when my child brings home questions, the way you teach them doesn't look anything like the way I learned it. Why are you doing all of this discovery math? Why are you doing all of this inquiry math? It doesn't make sense to me. And of course, basically what I try to do is work them through some examples to show them that it actually makes perfect sense to add numbers from left to right instead of right to left, because that's how we read. I talked to them about how um, research in mathematics has changed, and we actually know now how to help children to avoid some of the misconceptions. And they say, well, this is all so new. This is all so new. And then I remind them of a song by a mathematician and a songwriter from 1965. Um, The mathematician-musician was named Tom Lair. And Tom Lair wrote a book called the, or sorry, wrote a song, a wonderful song, a funny song called The New Math. And it starts like this. Some of you who have small children may have perhaps been put in the embarrassing position of being unable to do your child's arithmetic homework because of the current revolution in mathematics teaching known as the new math. So as a public service, I am going to help you to understand. And he goes on to do a problem. Three from two is nine, carry the one. And if you're under 35 or went to a private school, you say seven from three is six. But if you're over 35 and went to a public school, you say eight from four is six. And you carry the one, and so we have 169. But in the new approach, you know, the important thing is to understand what you're doing rather than to get the right answer. So here's how they do it now. And this is, of course, all sung with wonderful piano accompaniment. You can't take three from two. Two is less from three is less than three. So you look at the four in the tens place. Now that's really four tens. So you make it three tens, regroup, and you change a ten to ten ones. And you add them to the two and get twelve. And then you take that away, and that's nine. Is that clear? Now instead of the four in the tens place, you've got three. And anyway, it goes on and on. And basically, what Tom Lair is saying saying is that um, it is the same complaint that we're having in, in math today, the reactions to math, that at the end of the day, we've changed the way we do it, nobody understands, and that it's okay to have wrong answers. So, Linda, is there anything you want to say wrapping up uh, our conversation? No, I'm very, I'm very privileged to have been here this morning, Barry. I wish I wasn't so close to the end of my career because I would like to start it all over again and use what I know now to really help create a mathematical revolution so that we have more positive attitudes, we have more children feeling the positive glow that comes with achievement and understanding, and... um, I am just hoping that mathematics can be seen as something that is not only useful, but also beautiful. That's lovely. Thank you, Linda. 
My guest in this episode of Blind Date with Knowledge has been Dr. Linda Colgan, professor and researcher in the Queen's Department of Education. If you have a question about anything related to research that you'd like discussed by our guests, or if you have comments about today's conversation with Linda, please email me, Barry Kaplan, at bdwk at cfrc.ca. Thank you for tuning in. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.